Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I am so excited because I have a special guest on to talk about sex magic, manifesting, and bringing soul care and spirituality into our daily lives. I have the modern mystic, the author of Soul Magic, and my dear friend, Morgan Garza. Thank you for being here, Morgan. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be looking at your beautiful face. It's so exciting to be here with you. And hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. And thank you. And you look stunning per usual. You're so gorgeous. And it's the spring. It's no, honey, it's you. It's your vibe. (laughs) (laughs) The spring is just like the cherry on top. (laughs) Just the flowers. Just the flowers. Oh, and thank you so much for being here. You are such an incredible woman, a dear friend. And I just got to let everybody know that my nickname for you, well, it's not mine. I stole it from from Ashton August, but um, I call you Moji. So if I call you Moji, everybody, I'm referring to Morgan. Okay. (laughs) I love it. I love a nickname. I love that nickname. It's dear to my heart. So go ahead and use it. Good, good, good. Now, I am thrilled to have you on because there is a lot for us to discuss. First, we're going to talk about bringing soul care and spirituality into our everyday lives to help us deal with the dating difficulties, to reduce anxiety and stress, heal heartache, all those things that we need help with. Also, you are a manifesting machine. And so (laughs) I definitely want to talk about manifesting love and raising our vibration. So we are attracting in all that we desire. And then last up, saving the best for last, (laughs) talking about sex magic. And oh, that's going to be hot and spicy. Ooh, always is. Always is. So I personally know how amazing you are. Some of my listeners might not be up to speed yet. So let's talk about you. And first off, congratulations on Soul Magic. This book is freaking incredible. Thank you. It is such a, it was a passion project for sure. And it's, um, it's interesting. Once it was released in August of 2020, I realized how much of the modalities that I shared that I used through writing it. So I started writing the book and then midway through, I broke my ankle and had to deal with a lot of other emotional situations happening in my life. And then when revisions came back from the publisher for the book, I was hosting a retreat in Spain. So it was like, I really had to tap into not only, you know, practical things and the masculine energy of time management and all of this stuff, but I needed crystals to help me get through my healing from my surgery and meditation to help calm my mind from the surgery anxiety and anxiety from so many other things and astrology on what days would be best for writing and best for resting. So I didn't necessarily realize it at the time, but it was after in in reflection and hindsight is 2020, right? That I just realized how much of the book I utilized while I was writing in it. And it was such a such a source of power for me to be able to not only realize that like I really am walking the talk, but that I got so much from these practices in my own experience. And I was truly embodied in them instead of just, you know, understanding them logically and intellectually. It was a total embodiment of it. So It's been very exciting. It's been a little over six months since the book was released. And I found out at the beginning of the year that it was in Target or at the end of the year, I guess. So that is so exciting, girl. When really big. Oh, when I heard that and I saw a picture of it on your Instagram, I oh, like full body chills. That is such an accomplishment. And this book is gorgeous. Isn't it? I mean, it's stunning. Like I didn't know what the final product was going to be, but the cover is like butter. The pages are like magazines and there's that little uh, journal ribbon inside to hold your place. So it's truly like a very beautiful, but also user-friendly book. And you can read it cover to cover. You can read it backwards. You can open it up like an Oracle, which I love. Like what message do I need today? So there's so many ways to use this book. We're just 
leave it on your coffee table for, you know, people to browse through. That's what I do. It sits in my yeah. office on one of my beautiful tables with crystals around it. And I love it. And thank you for putting it out into the world. It's, it's powerful and it's practical. Thank you. Practical magic is what I'm all about. Right? Just like making spirituality accessible, demystifying the mystical and bringing so much power to these concepts that people consider to just be woo woo or, you know, out of <laughs> the earth and in a different realm. So there are really practical ways to use these ancient tools that we can use in our modern lives. And that's the whole point, right? Be a modern yeah. mystic. A modern mystic. I love it. So I know this book is full of so much goodness. And I feel like chapters of a book are kind of like children. You you, <laughs> you don't really want to pick a favorite. So I, I understand that you love all these parts, yet I'm sure you have some favorites. So can you share with us some of your favorite parts of the book? I think some of the ones that were the most fun to write, which will help me like delineate favorites because there, there was, you know, the flow state that people talk about when they're, when they're in creativity or doing something that requires you to tap deep into your self and really disconnect from your reality. Some of the most fun chapters to write were crystal healing, yoga. I also had a really good time with sound healing and the frequencies and all the different instruments and how they were used. But I think my most favorite, which is really interesting because it was the week after surgery and I'm like all hopped up on, you know, painkillers and just like stress that the book is due this week. But I had a lot of fun with numerology. And I just got into this zone where like the world around me disappeared, my ankle disappeared. And I was just in this state of curiosity and loving the material. And it just came out within like a couple hours. And I was like, oh my God, if all I knew I had to do to write this book was break my ankle and be on like super intense pain medicine. But yeah, I think the numerology one, like came out the easiest, which is interesting because I suck at math and, you know, have an aversion to numbers, but like, it's a totally different idea of numbers, but yeah, there's just, I mean, I can't, there's so much, so much, so much. Oh, well, again, I, I love it. And, you know, going back to your favorites, how can somebody take your favorite practical magic and healing modalities and work them into their daily lives when, when they're outdating, because, you know, as you know, a lot of my listeners, most of my listeners are single and they're looking for love. Yep. And, you know, once upon a time you were single, you're happily, happily married now to a- I'm like, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> what happened before I was married? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> oh, the listeners are like, I can't wait for that to be me. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. So bringing the practical magic, the, the spiritual modalities, that soul care into our daily lives to, to help us, you know, with oh, a lot of us are suffering from heartbreak, uh, big and small. Loneliness. Yes. Loneliness, fear, uncertainty, anxiety, all of those things. I, I would love to hear from you being the modern mystic and, and how we can alleviate some of this discomfort and pain? I think really, I know that everything has to start or come from shadow work. So when you get into a place of exploration with your inner world, then you really begin to understand yourself better. And that could also be through the lens of astrology, looking up your natal chart and just seeing the placement of your planets and, and where things are and how they shake out and how they feel. And I think once you understand yourself, your past, your pain, your trauma, your gifts, your victories better then you can take that into the world and come from a place of being solid within. So you're not looking for someone to complete you. You're not looking for this other person to come and save you. You're saving yourself. You're dating yourself. You're completing yourself. You are a whole person. And then you go out into the world from that place of wholeness rather than lack. That has been a theme on this podcast, not necessarily the shadow work, but saving yourself and, mm -hmm. and digging deep 
and looking within yourself, because when you do start exploring deep within yourself, that alleviates a lot of the discomfort and you start to figure out why you behave a certain way and why you're looking for what you're looking for and why you are dating the people that you're dating. And Mm -hmm. even though the shadow work, how it is in darkness, you know, it is putting that light in the darkness and lighting everything up. And, and that's when there's that, that shift of like, oh, I've been dating these crappy people because I've been playing out my childhood trauma. Let's heal this. And then boom, boom, girl. Exactly. I realized that the people that I dated had been validating an archetype of a person in a pattern from my childhood that I just kept attracting and being attracted to because Mm. it was familiar, but it was so deeply painful, but I didn't realize what was happening until my, the person I was dating before my husband now. And I was just like, you know what? (laughs) Like I'm fucking done with this. Like cycle ends now. I can't take this, this energy anymore. And it did take a lot of self-reflection. So I was journaling a lot. I, um, started dating myself. I did everything that I would want to do with a partner with myself. And I got to this place of, of a really firm no. And that no ended up closing this door of this pattern of this person that I kept going back to. And then that's when I met my husband. And it was just so beautiful and so effortless how it happened, but it was, it came from such a place of, of just a fuck. No, like this is a no for me. I can't do it anymore. I absolutely refuse. I choose myself. I'm dating myself. I'm giving myself everything that I would want from someone, from a partner. And then it just, boom, fell in my lap. And like, Mm. I had, you know, fuck off written on my forehead the summer that I met my husband (laughs) and I didn't want to date. I had been celibate for eight or nine months at that point. I was just like really off the market, did not care, was not interested. And he literally showed up at my doorstep. And then it was just, yes, after that. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I saying yes to this person? Like, I don't want to be dating anyone. I've been, you know, not even fending people off all summer. Like when you have that energy of no, like I was barely even hit on when I would go anywhere. So it was a really nice, um, liberation to just be me in the world and not have all of these you know, suitors or whatever. And then he comes along and I'm like, okay, Mm. sure. Yes. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like inside my head, I'm like, no, this can't happen. But it was really because I chose myself before I chose anybody else. And I chose to not have what I had before and really make a conscious effort to identify what that was and how I wanted to feel instead. And talking about manifesting. When I was with my previous ex, I wrote a list of all of the things I wanted in a man and how I wanted to feel, which I know is like pretty fucked up, but not at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it probably would have been better if I had like broken up with him first, but it was just like the reflection of like, if this isn't what I want, then what do I do? What do I want? So I wrote this entire list, like not hair color, not height, not what they did for work, but just like the person. Mm. And I read it back a while ago, I found my journal and my, in my stuff that my parents brought from storage, but I read through this list and like, it broke my heart in the way that this is such basic needs, Mm. like basic human connection interaction. But, and I read it to my husband and I'm like, this is everything that you are. And this seems so vanilla, Mm -hmm. but like, it's so opposite from what I had that like getting really clear on that helped me realize what I wanted, how I wanted to feel and then bring that in and then acknowledge that I did this, that I, that I manifested this person. So like the whole cycle is important, but I think really is just getting to know yourself, getting clear on what you do and don't want. And then making a conscious choice to stop repeating patterns, stop repeating behaviors, stop acting like the person that you don't want to be and be the person that you want to date. And then that person will come to you. 
Oh my goodness, honey. I love all of that. And something I want to highlight is that I think so often when people are out dating, there's this, okay, where do I go? Where are the best people? What are the pickup lines? What do, which dating app? And there's this, where do I need to go? And it's like, really, when you, all the answers are within you. And when you start focusing on yourself and doing all the work that you need to do, spirit, the universe is the best matchmaker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and there's so much less effort and that effort becomes attachment. And then it becomes disappointment because the desired outcome isn't happening. And you think, what am I doing wrong? Like maybe it was the wrong shirt or the wrong place or the wrong this. And you start guessing or like second guessing yourself and questioning yourself. And it turns into this whole shit show of, of just madness and, and trying rather than flowing and allowing. And I know that when you're lonely or you're heartbroken and you've had a string of, of bad relationships that there is a longing within you and, and something that you really want to make happen, but, and it's hard to not be attached and hard to not think about it all the time. Like I get that. I really do. But the magic is in the surrender and it's, it's truly in, in releasing and letting go and allowing and being the magnet for what you want. And that can look a whole lot of different ways for everybody to get to that, to that state. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you got to release and let go and have a lot of orgasms by yourself. (laughs) Amen to that. Amen. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And you are so right when, I, I know that it can be scary to be alone, but when you make that transition from, uh, alone or sorry, lonely to alone, you know, those Mm -hmm. are very different vibrations. Totally. And when you're alone and happy, content with life and doing the things that fill you up, that's when you turn into that, that magnet and, and, and I see it with you. You're a magnet to, to all. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't remember when it was, but maybe it was six months ago when your book came out and you did a, a Instagram post that said, I manifested my man. I manifested my dog. I manifested my home. I manifested this book. The list goes on and on. You are a manifesting machine. And, and it is because you put all of, all of your tools that you have written about, you put them to use you. I mean, even before we came on the show, you had your crystals, you yep. were saging at some essential oils. You had, you know, all of all the tools that you need right there. And, and look at you manifesting. Well, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like it's what I live and breathe. It's not like I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, I have to write my list of five things I'm grateful for or before I go to bed. Like it doesn't feel so much of, um, like a thing, like things to check off a list. Like it's a living, breathing, moving life meditation that I am in this state constantly. Like when I walk around, I'm like, look at that leaf. And like, oh my God, the flowers are coming up right now. And did you see that fuzzy bee that just flew by? Like, I'm so in love with life and with the world around me and in a state of awe and wonder constantly that I think it keeps me in this place of like, wow isn't that amazing? And just being like, of course I have, you know, 16 trains of thought at once and I get stressed too. And there are times when I just like, don't want to do shit. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything for the full moon. That was this past weekend. Like sometimes I just also need to be a human and have a break and, and not be consistently tapped in because that's also when I integrate and have my own process. But, but it really is, on a constant daily scale, just something that I, I live and breathe. And it's not that I'm always thinking like carrying around my list of manifestations and looking at them all the time and looking for them to appear. It's just like, I want it. I put it out there and I literally forget about it until it falls in my lap. That is so, so beautiful. And that's something that I would love to give to everyone in the world. This this 
being in the zone, being content, being in love with life, you know, walking around just in awe of everything and of appreciation. Because that's when that's when we start communicating. Well, we're always communicating with spirit in the universe. And constantly. we're we're constantly sending those vibes out that's like, I like this. I love this. This feels good. Yes. Ooh. And then and then spirit's like, oh, you like that? I'm going to send you more beautiful days. I'm going to send you more amazing connections with people. And also Harvard Business School, they did a a study several years ago. Amy Cuddy, I don't know if you're familiar familiar Mm -hmm. with her work. She was one of the scientists that were in this. And they came up with three things that make a person attractive. It's confidence, passion, and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't matter how uh, we look aesthetically, but when we have those three things, that's attractive. And, and I share that because of who you are and your vibe and your presence, like you are stunning aesthetically. And you also, you have this whole energy and this vibe in this lifestyle. And that is confident. That's you're enthusiastic about many things and passionate. So that is, that is part of the magneticism that, that, that we have. Well, I got to this place of, of realizing that through dating myself, through saying no, through building my rebuilding my confidence after my previous relationship, honestly, and just really coming to this place of being so content with myself that like, I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I have everything I've ever wanted. I am this person. And I was just like, oh my God, like I am the woman of my dreams. And I say it constantly now, but it really, I I arrived at this realization that like, I got it fucking going on. And like, I am all I need and whatever else comes in is a benefit and a plus. And like, of course I'm in absolute love in my relationship, but I'm so in love with myself too. And this isn't narcissism speaking, you know, it's not just like self-absorbed energy. It's just like true acceptance and love. And then that just comes out everywhere. And then people see that and they're like, oh yes, you know what? I want that too. Not like me, like I want that for myself. And so it's a permission slip for people to become the person of their dreams and then attract like the partner of their dreams. So like, it really does start within. It has to, it has to, because we attract what we are, Mm -hmm. we don't attract what we want. And that is very different. And that's why you called in your amazing partner and, and soulmate, because you were in love with yourself we did Instagram live a couple of weeks ago with the, the, the quadfecta with uh, <laughs> Ashton August and uh, Yumi Francois and something that you said stayed with me and stayed with the tons of people that were, that were watching. I am the woman of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. And it feels so good to say at first, it's kind of like, Ooh, like it makes like, you have a little like <laughs> resistance. Can I say that? Can I be like this bold? Like how bold of me to be the woman in my dreams, the person in my dreams, whatever, however you identify. But then once you say it more, it really is one of those affirmations that isn't like, oh, you know, I am a money magnet. I am worthy. Like those just feel personally, um, they don't hit for me. Like they don't land anywhere in my body and my soul. Like I know I'm fucking worthy. And like, of course I'm a magnet, but like, that's not what I need to be saying right now to attract what I need. But the woman of my dreams was something that really like planted and then grew and blossomed Mm -hmm. on its own because it had time to settle in. And so if you hear that and you're feeling resistance or like this bitch, like she's all high on her own supply, (laughs) like just try it. Try look it. Come get high on your own supply. Your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's and you're right. That, it, like I said, it resonated with me. It, I actually turned it into my uh, screensaver on my phone, and I, I would I was saying it a lot. Mm-hmm. It it allows us to build this this beautiful 
foundation and and really like a, a garden and yeah. and goes right to the heart of us and the soul of us and well using the garden analogy there those other affirmations that we can use I'm a money magnet or I'm super healthy and you know blah 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 if it's if it's money if it's beauty if it's um whatever goals you know that you're going for Mm-hmm. They fall under that umbrella of the, I am the woman or the man of my dreams. And, and yeah. I have a lot of men listening. Hey guys. Hey, <laughs> you have absolute permission to, to use this as well. I am the man of my dreams. Permission granted. Boom. Use it. Use love it. it. Mm-hmm. Live it. Live it. Really just live it. Just live it. Yes. Yeah. Walk around like you're a fresh spring chicken. You just got a nice haircut and you're looking fly like all the time, no matter where you are. Yes. Even if you don't have a fresh haircut or if you're looking or fly. Not looking fly. Yeah. I Be fly. <laughs> I rolled into Walgreens over on South Broadway and I looked like I looked homeless when I rolled in, <laughs> but I felt so good. You know, I'm just rolling and everybody's looking at me. You know, I have like greasy hair. haven't washed my hair in six days, beat up sweatpants. And, but it's that, that vibe of like, yes, it doesn't matter. It It comes from within and you realize that it's like, it's your energy having like a swagger, you know, you're like sashaying through life with your energy. It's not what you look like does it matter? And it's, it's when you have that love for yourself, that's what emanates out of you. And like, I truly believe that your inner world changes your physical appearance. So like, if you have all of this negative self-talk and you're really down on yourself, you're either just going to look dull energetically, and there's not going to be a lot of light in you, or your physical appearance is going to start changing to what you believe. And it's, it's, we are a reflection and we are malleable and the majority of our being is empty space, right? Which is like so wild to think about when you get into the world of quantum physics. But if you, if you have these thoughts about yourself, that, that you're not enough, that you're ugly, that all of these things, like that's what people are going to see. But if you're in love with yourself, like sometimes I'll see photos of myself and I'm like, (laughs) that's not what I look like, <laughs> like in my head. Right. Like that's like, who is that person? Like, not that I'm like down on myself, but I just like, I have such a different like physical vision of myself in my head that sometimes I'm like, I am formless and this meat suit is great. Like, thank you. I'm very happy with it. But there are some times where I'm just like, I just feel bigger or like just different within me Mm -hmm. and other people see that, but like, sometimes it's hard for me to see like physically in my body, you know, but I really do believe that what you think about yourself creates your appearance. I agree with you. And I love that you're bringing this up because we talked about this a while ago, again, going back to when your book came out, your Instagram, like you showed up and I was like, well, hello, sis. And I said something, I'm like, you look amazing. I mean, you're, you, you're just beautiful. And there was this whole new glow to you. And like, you're just everything you, you, you had a glow up and I said something to you and you're like, it's, it's because of everything that just shifted in my world and how beautiful it is. And I sat with that and I reflected on it and I talked about it with some of my friends And I too went back and looked at pictures of myself before I learned how to love myself. And I was like, wow, I didn't, I mean, I was, I was pretty, but I just, Mm -hmm. I just looked sad. I saw hollowness in my eyes. I, and you're smiling, but like, what's in there? What's in there? Is there something, somebody behind the smile? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I look at myself now and I'm like, wow, I've had a huge glow up and it's been in coordinates with the level of self-love that I have. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, like Instagram is our like record of ourselves that I mean, I have a lot of issues with Instagram, but I also love it in a lot of ways for a lot of different reasons. But that is one really great thing to, to go back and look at yourself and look at this progression because we're always going to be evolving. I mean, we may have dark nights of the soul and, and periods of dips where we just, you know, can't overcome by grief or there's so many things happening, but 
overall, we're always expanding. And so if you can go back and look at this and you'll might have mile markers where you're like, that was a huge jump. And then then you're like kind of stabilizing or just like slowly growing. And then it's like another huge jump and correlate with that, with things happening in your life, happening in your heart, happening in your head. And you can really see how much of an impact your thoughts have on your reality and on your body and on the way that you show up in the world. It's, it's real. And you talked about quantum physics. I mean, our cells hear what we're saying and thinking and, and feeling and they're like, and they take their orders from you. Yeah. And so if there's this, you know, whatever we're saying, our cells are like, okay, Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. We'll organize into that pattern. Then we hate ourselves. Then it's going to be, I just watched this really cool documentary on um, Amazon prime the other night. And I wish I remember the name, but I don't, but it's, it was the idea like that there's resonance within the body of your thoughts. And like, if our thoughts can create our exterior reality, then they're obviously even more potent within our own bodies because it's, it's home. Right. So it was the, the study that they had people speak, just like say words, and they could identify disease and cancer Whoa. and stress and things happening within the body from the frequency of their voice. And then they, they translated this to like dots on a screen. And sometimes when people were talking about something that made them feel stressed, the, the dots were chaotic. There was no organization. Everybody was moving at different speeds and in, in, in different places. And then they had the same person talk about something that they love, something they're passionate about, something that is like a full body yes. And all of the dots organized, they became this like beautiful pattern and they're all working together and they're in resonant harmony. And we can flow through those states. Obviously this study was doing it like minutes apart multiple times throughout the day. So if your overall inner self-talk is negative, your overall resonance, your frequency and your cells are going to organize into a negative pattern. A negative is a perception, but I mean still something that isn't together and cohesive. So it's just an opportunity to call yourself out and in on that and not talking to yourself the way that like talking to yourself the way that you would talk to your best friend and be like, girl, you have got it going on. It is fire. You are fine. Like you got this. Like you wouldn't tell your best friend, like you're a piece of shit and blah, blah, blah. Like the things that we so easily say to ourselves over and over and over and over. Yes. And so it's just like, like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop Honey, it now. I, I write about it at the beginning of my book and I say, Hey, if you had a friend that called you every 37 seconds and said, you're fat, you're, you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you gross. Look at you. You're so ugly. How long would you be friends with that person? Zero, zero, zero minutes. Right. So why in the hell are you doing this to you, boo? Mm -mm. Why? Locked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't do it. Can't do that. Yep. Stop it. Stop, please, please. Um, uh, you know, (sighs) It's, and it's also one of those things too. I got to the point with myself that I got tired of myself being mean to myself and I just got tired of, I'm like, I don't know if, you know, this is the one life as Jessica Smith that I get to live and I don't want to waste it being an asshole to myself Yeah, (laughs) or missing out on great opportunities because of low self-esteem or unworthiness or yeah. I'm like, I could never, I could never like, like just fuck that. Yeah. Just start being nice to yourself. Go live your life. You deserve it, honey. Yeah. I said in therapy yesterday, I was like, she was like, you've, you've come so far in such a short amount of time. And I was like, you know what? I was just so sick of my own shit that I was so ready to stop it, but to also like heal the why, heal the root, get to the, get to the reason why I was acting this way. Um, in life and and with myself, with everything. And I just got to this realization. I was like, I was so fucking tired of myself. So sick of these patterns and behaviors and things that I'm telling myself that aren't true, that I'm actually creating more of. And it was such a realization and, and a, a piece of empowerment to just be like, yeah, 
honey, we gotta, we gotta cut this shit out. Like I am tired. Everybody around me is tired. I cannot keep telling the same sad ass story that keeps me in a pattern of, of trauma and of pain and of stress. Like it conjures up stress every time I tell the same story. So like enough, like I need a new story. I am a new story and I'm going to stop relying on, on things that hurt me in my life and start focusing on the things that are lifting me up. And that was a huge shift. Oh, yes. And you know, the world is hard enough right now. Right. I mean, my goodness, can we just have some peace and quiet within ourselves for the love of God? I mean, like everything in the world is scary. There are so many scary things. We cannot be scared of our own power. We cannot be afraid of our own pain. We cannot be afraid of our own passion or purpose. Like there is enough to worry about. We cannot internalize and, and like rage war on ourselves, which is exactly what we're doing with all this stress. You are so right, honey. Oh, I got the chills when you said that. Yes, Hmm. yes, yes. I love all this. And I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk about, Ooh, one of the juiciest parts of Let's talk about sex magic. Mm. You and I have talked privately about this, and um, I cannot wait to have a public discussion about this. So first, uh, can you define or explain sex magic to us? So yes, it's actually very basic, but it takes a lot of consciousness. So the first written accounts are from the temples of ancient Egypt with Isis, the, um, the goddess of all things, basically. And so it's the idea that we have two bodies. We have our physical body and we have our etheric body, which is like can also be considered our aura. So when we use our physical bodies as the antenna to amplify the energy of our aura, it's stronger. It has more direction. It has more capability to be manipulated in a good way to like be used rather than just exist there on its own, you know? And so it's the idea that, that practicing building this etheric body can help us get into a flow state much easier. And especially in an orgasmic state, because that's when our body is the most titillated. <laughs> Say it again. Titillated. titillated. <laughs> and then we take that energy, we direct it towards an intention, an intention that comes from a very authentic place, deep in integrity and, and from the heart and not from lack, but just from expansion. And then you just, you write it down and you bang it out and that's pretty much it. <laughs> My goodness, I love that. I love, I love how multidimensional that you are. How it's like scintillated. You're, you know, this la la la, and then bang it out. <laughs> you got to be dual. You got to live in duality. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you simplified it so well. Let's let's take it back to the beginning to get people in a state that they can practice sex magic. If you were writing a manual on sex magic, where would be step one? Okay. That needs to happen. Right. Um, step one is shadow work. Of course, I'm going to always bring it back to clearing shit out so that you can call shit in. I think really there's two sides of the shadow work coin with such sex magic, because so many people have trauma around sex, sexual trauma, relations, abuse, so many things that are traumatic about sex. So if even sex itself has shame, we have to start there. And then there's also on the flip side of that very same coin, the the shame that we might have around something that we desire. So shame is the shadow of desire. And even if like, when I first heard that, I had a lot of resistance and I was like, no, I am not ashamed of having all the money in the world and all of these things that I want and an incredible partner and a beautiful life and success in my career and success in my, you know, personal life. Like I'm not ashamed of any of that, but once I dug deeper and really allowed that resistance to wash over me, acknowledge it and and dissipate, 
I started thinking about the ways that I was ashamed about or the things that I was ashamed about what I wanted and the the root of those desires and why they would maybe bring me shame or like, I can't, you know, make this much a year or I can't write that book or all of these things that you convince yourself that you can't do are essentially shadows of your desire. So once you identify that and you get really clear about why that originated, like what the root is, then you can clear it. And then you can just like, once you understand something like that, it may take time to work it out of your body or to help it become something different, but it really is understanding and acceptance that that is there and that there's a reason why, and that you can work with it now. Cause if you don't know why or what it even is, there's no way to work with it. There's no way to identify it. So that identification of the shadow is so important. And I know that doesn't sound like very much fun for sex magic, but it's so necessary. It's so necessary because if we don't do that shadow work, it's going to play out. It's going to show up and it's going to come out in many different ways for each of us that we, we have to clear it out before we can move on. Because if it's, like you said, if it's shame, it, it can come out as insecurities and maybe we don't even want to take off our clothes or, or maybe. Or be touched. Or be touched. Or touch and, ourselves. Yes. So like, like you said, you have to clear that stuff out because if you don't, it will play itself out. Even if you don't think that you're showing it or it is um, noticeable, it is. Yeah. And you might be able to manifest things, but that shame, that shadow is going to be a black hole and you're going to manifest, but then it's going to just suck that right out Mm. and it'll just like slip through your fingers, you know, and it might come into your life, but it's going to be difficult to, to hold it, to be the container that can actually like sustain this manifestation and not only have it come in and out every once in a while, but have it be consistent and be able to keep it here. So once Mm. you, once you do that, once you do that, (laughs) then you can have all the fun and you really do just write it down and bang it out. And I think being as clear and direct and detailed with your intention is where the real magic comes because then you're just getting really clear on what you want. And even if you want to start with what you don't want, like I was talking earlier, like these are the things that I don't want to feel in my relationship then what is a yes? Like sometimes that's easier to reverse engineer it, but however you want to go about it, just coming from a place of super honesty with yourself, integrity and authenticity, not doing it for all of these ego reasons or for these things that, that are only surface level beneficial or really just not even beneficial to you at all. And that's just kind of like, you know, wanting something from the heart rather than from the head. I think that's the easiest way to think about that. And then once you have that, there's two ways to go about the sex magic. You can do it with self-pleasure and really just embody it and then shoot your own energy out like a laser beam, or you can do it with a partner. But what I always (laughs) recommend is energetic consent with a partner because you don't want to be siphoning someone's sexual energy for your personal gain. And so Mm. that could just be a conversation around like, Hey, and this doesn't have to be a serious long-term partner. I mean, this could be anyone that you're sexually involved with as long as they're energetic consent. I love that. And thank you for saying that. Cause it could be like a bumble hookup. You could be like, Hey, I, I would love to set an intention on this, um, you could be as spiritual or as nasty as you want to be yeah. <laughs> in oh, your yeah. delivery of the consent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's great to know that you can do it with, yes. um, by yourself with a committed partner or just with anybody with anybody. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's definitely something to be said about a loving, romantic, passionate con- connection with somebody, but I also believe in the power of sexual energy regardless. So, I mean, as long as there's like really good feelings around it and emotions and and that energetic consent, then 
then have fun, go for it and just let it it rip. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I would also throw in there too, some practical components of being very present with yourself and with your partner and And setting like set and setting, having, you know, a beautiful situation happening. This isn't like a back alley bang fest, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Setting the stage. Yeah, (laughs) they are fun, but setting the stage is very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your beds, bedroom or kitchen countertop can be your, your, altar or your place mm-hmm. of ritual. And, you know, I mean, there could be some nice little R and B in the background. This doesn't oh, have yeah, to be so <laughs> you don't have to have like flutes playing or, you know, <laughs> oming like it could be. And I think when you really do get authentic with your entire experience, that it's going to be more powerful because it's going to feel like you, you're not going to be like trying to get off and have this sex magic experience with like monks chanting in the back something that you've never heard before. Like don't be something that you're not to make this happen and don't make it happen. Let it happen. Like just the same way with, with sex, you don't like walk up to someone and be like, yo, you want to fuck? Like, let's get down now. Like there has to be like a little massaging first, however that looks. A little spiritual foreplay. Yes. Spiritual foreplay is perfect. Perfect. And I, I love, you know, making it your own, making it mm-hmm. authentic and, you know, going back to just the, the spiritual stuff that we do on a daily basis, if it's meditating or burning sage or pulling cards, whatever modality, I think a lot of people get caught up in, well, like how, how, how am I supposed to do it? Like, what do the ancient texts say that I'm supposed to do? And, and I'm always like, no, 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 just make it your own. No. You yeah. are God experiencing life through, through Humanity, you. Yeah. And so you can do that with the sex magic. If it's using like (laughs) toys, if it's different music, if it's whatever it is, having it, um, you know, be authentic to you and create the spiritual experiences is so powerful. And, and also when you're in that space that it's, it's you, it's comfortable. Like, yeah. And you're having fun. You're like, enjoy, like you're (laughs) literally enjoy and you're mm-hmm. enjoying the experience you're enjoying yourself you're enjoying your partner if there is one you're just like in this place of play and that's where literal magic happens it's and you get comfortable yeah you know, like music is important to a lot of people including myself and i have this hot bedroom playlist that's all hip hop and r&b and when that comes on like the switch it flips in me. Mm-hmm. It's like the sex Music goddess. How were how were full? Yes. So creating. And it's so healing too. So if that even like heals something within you and makes you feel like something that you don't feel like all the time, mm. go there. Go there. And then as you're about to have an orgasm, just know that we can like, you know, get lost and distracted. And I always say you might be making a, making a withdrawal from the spank bank, but try (laughs) to hold the intention as much as you can here at the the top of your mind, at your third eye. And then as you orgasm, as you climax, just let it go with that energy and then be like, okay, great job is done here and let it go. Oh, I love that. And basking in that, that energy. And I, what I do, how I use sex magic at the time of orgasm is when I'm sitting in the afterglow, I will let myself visualize Mm -hmm. my intention and whatever it is, it's still there. And you're still in that euphoric state Mm -hmm. and you can have that, you know, sometimes you might be slipping into sleep. So you have that, that dream world that's, that's there on the cusp. And that is something I love to feel and just ruminate in that intention right after the orgasm. That's like my favorite. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. And then you really do get more creative with it and you really can visualize these things and involve all of your senses because you're so tingly from head to toe and everything is lit up. So like, that's a great time to be like, what does this feel like? What does this look like when I touch it? Like, what is that? Like, if you're wanting a house, like, what does it sound like when I put the key in the door and like click the lock? Like, what 
is everything sensory that you can possibly pull in to the experience. Because when you're feeling it, that's when it's really going to become true because your body doesn't know the difference between it being in front of you and being within your imagination. And people think that like imaginations are just for kids and you're making make-believe, but like, yes, (laughs) be a child, make believe your life until you see it in front of you. And it's like, it's not when you see it, you'll believe it. When you believe it, you'll see it. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love all of that. I am ready to go have an orgasm and have some sex magic. (laughs) It's a beautiful day for that. It is a beautiful day. day. Exactly. (laughs) You have so many incredible things that you've done and that you are doing. So please share with us all the the magic you've manifested, everything you're doing, lay lay it on us so we can celebrate you and be part of it. Oh, thank you. Ooh, honey, where to start? I don't even know. Okay. Well, we'll start with our mutual connection. I have a wonderful course on Yogi Approved called Modern Mystic, which covers a handful of modalities that are inspired by the book and other things that you can use practical magic in your daily life to amplify your spirituality and really just come into a place of living and breathing this. So there's that Yogi Approved Modern Mystic. And then I just also launched a course on my own website called Ritualize Your Business. And it's basically just bringing simple rituals into your daily life, again, with this practical magic feel, but creating masculine structure for feminine flow in business. So you're not always seeking and trying and and going out there and, and being in this hustle state. It's much more about flow. Like I both hustle and flow. So you really need both. So that talks about shadow work, working with the days of the week, astrology, having a cosmic connection, working with your own energetic flow. So it's really simple ways. And it's both of these courses are short. I think they're both under three hours, two hours, something like that. So it's really accessible. And it's not something that you're going to have to take six weeks to get through. You know, what else am I doing? Um, you were a part of my inner alchemy summit last summer or last spring. Yeah. And that will be happening again this spring, probably in May. So look out for that details coming soon. All of this will be on my website too. So the best place to go to is just morgangars.com. Perfect. And that is, what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram is mogars, M-O-G-A-R-Z. Oh my goodness, honey. You are so incredible. I am so blessed to have you as one of my dear friends. And thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all you did. I got like all the feels and the tingles and excited. Yeah. Hit me up on Instagram peeps. Let me know what you thought, what you learned, what you're trying, what you achieved, what you manifested. Let me know. I'm so curious. Yes. Please, please let us know. And Thank you so much, honey, for coming on today. I love you and I appreciate you. you. Oh, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening today. Uh, So much love to you. Now, until next time, get out there and love each other.